If this turkey tastes half as good as it looks, we're all in for a real treat. Mmm, I can almost smell mom's chestnut dressing. I'm eating junk food and watching rubbish. We're talking the food of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, a Garfield Christmas special, and Home Alone. Hit it. It was the 1980s. Fox Broadcasting Company made its primetime TV debut. The Galileo spacecraft is launched by NASA. The most complete skeleton of a T-Rex is found in South Dakota, and Christmas specials and movies were filled with delectable, delicious meals and morsels of every kind. I'm your host, Jerry D., with another episode of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, we got it covered. Now, joining me is a very special guest. You'll know him as the host of the Way Tubular Seasons Eating Podcast, Glenn Warren. Glenn, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. Uh, just, you know, getting through uh, this reopening slowly. <laughs> yeah, same here. We've been given the okay to uh, finally get my hair cut after three months. <laughs> hey, that's not bad. <laughs> my wife was just doing mine, and it, uh, it's pretty easy because you can just take it, you know, take a little buzzer and buzz nice. it all off and done. So, <laughs> so I, I was managed to, to kind of at least get that taken care of. Thanks again for having me on. Oh yes, definitely. And I was kind of thinking back to all my Christmases back in the eighties. And I know we're going to be talking about food, but I think one of the things that really sticks out with me is our in television um, game. When I got in like in the 83, I think it came out. Mm-hmm. So we spent hours and hours playing in television games on the TV. Nice. Big, you know, console TV. Yeah. It's like a piece of furniture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's like like a foot or a foot and a half deep. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that was I, a big Christmas memory from the 80s. Right on. That's cool. I remember uh, I my TV, you had to let it warm up before you could play any video games, you know? Oh. Like like it had, to, it had to go for like a good 10 minutes before it finally was ready to actually display an image <laughs> yeah but uh yeah that's that's good times and yeah okay the tvs are, are nicer but um we kind of miss that a little bit you know because then you just yeah kinda... it's a bit nostalgic and of course in the later 80s i i didn't go anywhere without my sony discman nice yeah <laughs> yeah same here uh, i remember the very first um the first album i had was deep purple's machine head wow okay yeah. I was a goth sort of mod kid, so I had a lot of uh, Smiths and The Cure. Okay, right on. Hey, The Cure's pretty <laughs> rad. I can dig The yeah. Cure. <laughs> so we're actually talking about three different specials today, or, or movies and specials. Um, what are your general thoughts on, on these uh, different ones? We're talking, of course, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Home Alone, and um, Garfield Christmas Special. What's your history uh, with them? Of the three, Garfield is my favorite. Who cannot like a cat that loves lasagna? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, I grew up reading the cartoons. I had a few of the books. Like the books were huge in the eighties. Yes, I remember. So, you yes. know, every every week there almost seemed to be a new Garfield collection that everyone had to buy. But uh, this this uh, Christmas special came out, I guess, in eighty seven. Mm-hmm. So I, I, for some reason, I thought it was earlier than that. Me too. But, yeah, of course. Memory is subjective. Well, yeah, <laughs> I've, yes, I've discovered that <laughs> doing this podcast. <laughs> but it, it just seems to, uh, the whole story seems to embody sort of the Christmas message and getting together with family and sharing food and memory and all that stuff. So that's my favorite. Um, number two would definitely be Home Alone. Again, what kid doesn't left, want to be left alone to do whatever the heck he wants? Yes. I mean, even if it is Christmas, but it's still, you know, you have free reign of eating whatever you want, doing whatever you want. Watching whatever you want. Yeah, watching <laughs> whatever you want. And unfortunately, you know, some two burglars try to steal everything in your house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that's a little, yeah. uh, a little in the way there. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Um, I guess that makes my third choice, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And I guess the only reason I, I mean, it's a great story. It's funny. Mm. It follows the Lampoon sort of oeuvre. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I guess it was just too unbelievable for me. Gotcha. Like, I, that, yeah. You got to have that suspension of belief. And even in like, today's Hallmark Christmas movies, there's that little suspension of belief that, you know, everything is going to work out mm-hmm. and just, you know, as, as you, t- as you talked about with your friend Lucas in your previous episode, everything seems to be a bit over the top. Yes, <laughs> it really is. And uh, like you said, yeah, that's kind of the whole ethos of, uh, of the Lampoon movies, but mm. it's funny because they're trying to capture that, you know, old fashioned family, you know, nostalgic christmas and they really i mean they really don't but it's kind of like that garfield special we were talking about actually does manage to capture it which yeah. is which is interesting like it you know they they both you know like they they go to the farm and and the farmhouse and all that and it's just everything that national lampoons is trying to reach for it you know of course it falls way short but yes. but garfield actually succeeds so i i thought that was kind of a that was kind of a neat connection there to to bookend the you know these specials here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because they both sort of have a big sort of dinner scene as well. I mean, obviously Home Alone doesn't because it's only uh, Macaulay Culkin's character by himself for most of the movie, right? But so, and as as most of us happen to have a big Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I grew up with all the trimmings, turkey, stuffing, potatoes. Um, I'm from Newfoundland in Canada. Oh, okay. So we have uh, a tradition with our stuffing. We put a little uh, summer savory in the stuffing. So for me, it can't be Christmas dinner without like summer savory stuffing. (laughs) That sounds really interesting. So yeah, that's, I mean, because for me, I'm from South Texas. So, you know, we're more Hispanic, for me, it's not Christmas even, and we did always have, you know, the turkey and the stuffing and all that, you know, stuff too. But for me, it's not Christmas if there's not also tamales. Nice. <laughs> so it's, it's like, I, it's, and it really doesn't go at all, but we always had them. And uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's just weird. I have to have the tamales. Otherwise it doesn't feel right. 
And that's what I like about Garfield's Christmas. I mean, it's it's not Christmas dinner until they have the sausage gravy. This, yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which uh, I, which I thought was a great bit that we'll get into with the uh, the grandma <laughs> trying to doctor it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man, yeah. So we uh, same thing. I remember Christmas Eve. We always had we always had my mom's M M&M and M cookies with uh, with the tamales and the hot chocolate, and then of course we'd have like guacamole and chips and queso and nice. things like that. And then Christmas Day, when we'd go to my grandma's and the whole family were there because, you know, of course, we're Hispanics. We have huge families and I mean, you know, cousins for miles. And I remember we would have, you know, the turkey, but we'd also have a ham and then, you know, all the stuffing as well and corn. And so, I mean, we kind of we kind of just threw everything in there. Uh, (laughs) So, you know, that's that's kind of what I'm used to. And seeing uh, the Griswold's dinner. It was very similar to ours because you had all sorts of weird things like jello mold. Jello mold. You, you yeah, know, you got to have the, the jello cat food. Mold. Well, we didn't have cat food in ours, but yeah. <laughs> and there was also, well, well, I'll talk about this later, but we also had the kids table. Kids table, yes. So, you yes. know, anyone under, I think, 10 years old got relegated to the kids table. Yep. I so remember. When you had all your family over <laughs> with your aunts and uncles. You had the small side table or card table set up on the side and all the kids got set set around that table. Yes, so. uh, I, I remember <laughs> that table very fondly. <laughs> but I mean, there were a lot of us cousins. And uh, so my mom was the youngest of six sisters. And so we were the youngest grandkids. So most of the grandkids were older. And so they were at the bigger table. But there was a few that were close to us in age. And so we would all kind of be around that that little kids table that you're talking about. And of course, because we were the kids, we got served first. Of course. So that was also kind of nice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But let's, uh, let's get into the the movie. Let's start with the, why don't we start with uh, Christmas vacation? Cause that seems to be the dinner. That's really the worst out of all of them. Uh, I mean, you could argue between home alone, but uh, at least in home alone, they, they also had the, the little Nero's, in the beginning so Nero's pizza <laughs> so no fiddling around yeah so at least that's one kind of <laughs> that's one dinner that's at least successfully completed yes <laughs> so so oh go ahead set the scene. I know you talked about it briefly in your previous episode but we set the scene of all the Griswolds around the table everything is set it looks like a Norman Rockwell painting it really does yes so I, I think that was what uh Chris Columbus was it Chris Columbus no, oh, no, he did uh, Home Alone. It was, um, oh gosh, uh, it's it's going to drive me crazy. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, yeah. I mean, that's the image they want to portray. They want to portray the perfect family Christmas dinner. Yes. And that's what, that's what Clark, at the beginning, when he's sharpening his knives, that's what Clark is believing is happening. Yes. And he's got, I mean, he's <laughs> even got his, you know, his sweater, his pullover that, that he's wearing. And is, of course, you know, everything's just... He's ready. And, yeah. uh, and the turkey looks beautiful. I mean, the outside, the outside, I mean, it looked like it was a great cook on the turkey. Well, and, uh, cousin, <laughs> is it cousin Catherine? Yes. She's mm-hmm. the one who bathed Kurt the turkey because he says, you know, he did a beautiful job. And of course, you know, cousin Eddie is smiling and Catherine's smiling. And then we have the infamous scene where <laughs> the knife goes in <laughs> and it opens up like an alien yeah. egg. <laughs> and you just see the steam rising yeah. up and <laughs> sort of puff of steam or dust or whatever you think it is. Is it is it like possible to actually do that to a turkey? I mean, I, I um 
I mean, it's I've, possible to cook it very dry. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, I know I, the dryness <laughs> I can understand, but I mean, the inside was, I mean, it looked like it was almost hollow or something. Yeah. Know? It looked like a, a big sort of spider web inside. Yes. But I've been checking with like food um, historians and stuff and they say it's practically impossible to have a perfect looking bird outside and have it dry as a bone on the inside gotcha okay so i mean okay okay i'm a bit of a science geek this is where the the science geek in me comes out cool bring it um, out I, I have a degree in physics so it's okay there we go bring it so on yeah turkeys most most turkeys are about you know 75 percent water right so meat cooked from the inside out so you'll have the turkey, the, and of course, Catherine says, "Oh, I left it in too long." Right, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. I put it in too early, or something. I told like you that, we right? put, yeah, we put it in too early. <laughs> so you have this meat that's been cooking from the inside out, and after a long time, it gets smaller. The skin starts to shrink. The water starts to evaporate, and eventually, you have the Maillard reaction, which is when the sugar starts to change into caramelization. Okay. All the all the carbohydrates start on the skin start to brown. Okay. So if that bird was cooked for however long it was, because we never know. Right. Um, right. That skin would be practically black. To <laughs> 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 have that lovely, you know, open up of the you know alien egg scene. <laughs> <laughs> I think it definitely would have made a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's, I mean, it's just it's a great scene because you know it is. you look it looks so perfect, and then yeah, you just you know the wool just. Or, but it goes along with every other scene in the movie. I mean, Clark expects the perfect family of Christmas, so yeah. mm-hmm. you know everyone's everything, everything seems to go well until it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. tree they pick out is the tree is beautiful. gorgeous, but they don't. They didn't bring a an axe or chainsaw or anything yeah. to cut it down, and then it's too big. Uh, say, you know, same thing. The the lights. He has all these lights, and then they don't work. And then they don't work. <laughs> so, yeah, it really does. It's it fits that pattern of of build up, build up, build up, disappointment, and it's a pattern that uh, I mean it works well because you know they established that pattern in the first movie first vacation movie and yes. of course it continues on into european vacation and so you're kind of expecting it and at that point it's more of just a, okay how is it going to go wrong because i know it's yeah. going wrong yeah. we know it's going to go wrong <laughs> but it <laughs> yeah. also it also makes it real i mean who hasn't been to a christmas dinner and everything's not perfect yeah you know, mm-hmm. you know Aunt, Aunt bethany brings the jello pudding in a box <laughs> yeah. You know? oh, yeah this one's leaking yeah <laughs> exactly uh cousin eddie and then he just licks her finger oh that always uh that always grossed me out as a kid oh yes <laughs> but that's i that's one of the redeeming features of the movie as i actually like cousin eddie he's, i do too I, yeah he's very optimistic he always seems seems to see the bright side of everything because he mm-hmm. says, you know, save the neck for me. And, <laughs> and that's, that's one of the things. Like when we were kids, mom used to put the turkey in. Uh, it seemed to be the crack of dawn. Uh, yes. the, bird, the bird would go in the oven. And we, my brother and I would fight over the neck. The neck. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> the neck would come out a little earlier. And there, we'd take the pieces, the meat off the bone and, and, you know, chew on the neck for before you know Christmas dinner was at like four in the afternoon. Oh yeah, I know. It's always forever. 
Yeah, uh, and of course, you couldn't wait to get to the wishbone either. And, yes, uh, <laughs> which they never talked about in the movie. I mean, Clark I was, says, well, there's the heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so obviously well, something happened was, there yes. with the, uh, <laughs> with, you know, with the um, taking, the, not gutting, what's it called when you when you take all the innards out? The uh, gizzards. The gizzards, yeah, yeah. So, something happened and she obviously did something she wrong forgot. there. <laughs> and I'll, I'll give you a little... Um, confession the first time i cooked the turkey i forgot to take the bag of gizzards out oh no <laughs> <laughs> so we we all did it at least once yeah well my <laughs> um my father-in-law he loves to cook that's like his escape you know that's how he yeah. kind of relaxes and deals with stress and everything and so we rarely get to actually make a turkey or or make a ham or do anything because yeah. yeah. he always wants to do it so one time we finally put our foot down and we're like, we're going to get this done. And of course we had no idea what we were doing and we were like Googling and YouTubing everything and reading our, our cookbooks. And we finally felt confident enough to do it. And the recipe called, it was like a cranberry glaze that you would put on the outside of, oh, nice. of the turkey. It was really delicious, the skin. Um, <laughs> but we forgot to, I think you had to like, pierce a certain part of something and then drizzle it in in a certain way and we like totally skipped over that part <laughs> so the skin was great but that's about it okay <laughs> so yeah we've all kind of done something <laughs> look at the table when they're set the ta- sat at the table and they do the big scene and everything else looks perfect mm-hmm. i mean there's there's salad there's broccoli there's an asparagus tree covered with cherry tomatoes is ah, that's what it was i, I was looking <laughs> at it like what is that i have been yeah okay that makes sense yeah <laughs> there's like well and bethany's jello mold but we'll yeah. talk about that um there's like a Bethany. cheesecake further down closer to the kids i did notice the cheesecake yeah, yeah. there's a couple other salads a big bowl of broccoli and right behind clark as you see when just before he's about to cut the turkey there's like a croquem bush tree. Wow. A huge chocolate cake. There's like a seven tiered Christmas cake left on the back. And I'm like, that's why fancy. Did they waste all that time trying to chew a turkey. <laughs> Just go for everything else. Yeah. Like, oh, well, turkey's not good. Throw it out. <laughs> I love how they, they, they try to make it moist by like dipping it in their, yes. <laughs> in their champagne and water yeah. and all that stuff. Or like pour like a la- um, river of gravy. River, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think we've all had that where the turkey's just so dry and you're just, you know, pouring, you're just drowning it in yeah. the gravy. Yeah. <laughs> I actually like of the, of my turkey, I like the crispy point of the wing. Really? Yeah. It gets a little bit burnt. Uh-huh. And it gets a little crunchy. So I would fit in with the Griswolds perfectly. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a white meat or a dark meat guy? Dark meat has more flavor. So definitely it, dark. It does. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because uh, like all the ladies, you know, my wife and, and uh, my mom and my mother-in-law, they all want the white meat and all that stuff. And it's all the men are like, no, no, give us the dark. It's it's juicier. It tastes yeah. better. Let's do it. Exactly. So, I just want, is that like a universal thing or is that just, no, uh, <laughs> no. it's my all dad, the ladies. My dad is, is white meat. So, mm. which is great. Cause then I get all the, is that more meat. for you? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what <laughs> my like, wife says ahead. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More for you. So it's like, okay, I'll take the drumstick there. And <laughs> exactly. And the wings and the wings. Yeah. For real. <laughs> what uh, does a, a turkey also have the, um, oh gosh, what is it called? Is it called the oyster or. Uh, oh, know, the Pope's the, nose. Yes. 
the butt. Does, the tur- does the turkey have one? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Little signs there. All birds have butts. <laughs> <laughs> well yes <Yeah>. but <laughs> we used to call it the pope's nose so. the pope's nose nice yeah so um i apologize to anyone who's catholic <laughs> i'm catholic but that's okay yeah. <laughs> no worries just a little bulbous piece of you got to have um, a sense of humor yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so. um yeah there uh that was always um i always enjoyed that part and uh but really i and truly, I'm a carnivore. I, I live in, I mean, I can eat any kind of meat. It's delicious. Yeah. So white meat, dark meat, I, I'm okay with whatever. And of course, my wife will try to like take the skin off and, you know, she just try to make it as healthy as she can. And I'm like, no, I, I want all that skin. That's, that's yeah. you know, I need that flavor. Fat <laughs> means flavor. Yes, it does. I mean, I know it's... <laughs> We hate sometimes, to say it, but fat means flavor. Sometimes it means uh, cholesterol too, but uh, yes. it really does. It, it's it's the tastiest part, you know. So, <laughs> but speaking so, of tasty, okay. okay, the Jello mold. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so it's a green Jello. So is that that's usually what lime? I th- and lime. I think it even says lime. Yeah, it's lime because I think right, that was he, the only choice back then, or still is for a green. Yeah, because uh, no, I was thinking of pistachio pudding, but that's pudding. Yeah, yeah. Um, back yeah. in the day, I mean, Jello came out with their you know powdered gelatin back in the fifties. Okay, and they used to have uh, vegetable flavored Jellos. There used to be a celery Jello you could get, or a tomato Jello. So you could, I mean, a celery Jello would actually work. <laughs> celery, celery is ta- it doesn't really have a strong taste, but no, I, I mean, yeah, I could see it. I could see it happening. Especially I mean, if, if you were to mix it with something else. I mean, like a, a combo flavor, I think would be pretty good. I mean, I've, yes. I've never done it, but I mean, I would think it would work out like celery and something else. It would work out perfectly. There used to be a, a recipe for grated carrots and celery with in the lo, uh, lemon jello or lime. Ooh, that sounds so, good. I mean, jello. really good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> We've been using gelatin for centuries. I mean, gelatin used to be around in medieval times, but that was a very labor on labor intensive process because you used to basically boil down hooves and snouts and anything that had oh, anything a, with the pectin. And yeah. With the cartilage it. and stuff in. So pigs, horses, whatever. So <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> it works. Yeah. It, does, it, does it add a little extra flavor in there too? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure it did back in the day, but yeah, after the, after the war, the second world war there was a huge boom for industry mm-hmm. and powdered jello came out for the you know for the american housewife to make it quick all you had to do was add hot water and you had a meal practically and so wow. there were like cookbooks completely filled with all these jellied salads you could buy different like and it really caught on probably in the 50s and 60s okay. so i'm thinking mm-hmm. that's why um Oh God! What's her name? And Bethany. And Bethany brings the salad because she's of that age. She, yeah, that would be right in her you know? uh, in her generation. Yeah, right. Because I grew up like in for Christmas dinners, seventies, eighties. Mm-hmm. So we also I love a jelly salad. I would I would have it on my Christmas dinner anytime. Oh wow! But when I was a kid, it was always like a dessert, like a cranberry jelly salad. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I know that one year um, Kraft came out with a cranberry jello 
and you got when you bought f- four boxes of the jello you got this plastic you could send away for a plastic cranberry mold <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah i know neat, actually so i actually did <laughs> i went and bought the four boxes of jello mailed my box tops in basically got my sent like a dollar 50 got my cranberry mold <laughs> and made my cranberry molded jelly salad presented <laughs> it at cool. christmas and everyone was like yay <laughs> nice we would always do um so of course we'd have like cakes and pies and things but uh we would also have um i think they used to call it watergate salad so it's it's kind of like an ambrosia salad but with like a pistachio uh pudding mix instead nice uh, so it was you know and of course it had the marshmallows and pineapple yep. and, and pecans and things like that and so it was that was always like our add-on to whatever else was we had so you know apple pie, pecan pie, or, you know, uh, things like that and pumpkin pie. And then of course, uh, a couple of like cakes here and there. And then yep. the Watergate salad is an extra. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's a real official name, but that's what they always called it, uh, in, in our family. So <laughs> like Watergate seems, I mean, the only thing about Watergate is like the Nixon administration thing. I'm wondering yeah. if that's like what, if it was popular maybe during that time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so it just kind of got tagged on. I don't know. Uh, I mean, like I said, I don't even know if that's the official name. I just know that's what my mom called it, so that's what we call it. <laughs> nice. But the only the only issue I have with that Jello salad is uh-huh. that how can the cat food stay crunchy? <laughs> yeah, for real. You know, that's it's that's sitting, a mystery there. We're thinking it's been sitting in this so the in the car as they drove to the Griswold family Christmas. It's been sitting in a Jello mold for hours. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe there's some sort of coating on the cat food that keeps it crunchy in the, in a gelatinous solution. Maybe, well, you know, Clark was working on that, uh, what did he call it? That, um, that cereal varnish. To yes. Hence the crunch. Maybe his company used it on the uh, cat food. <laughs> there we go. There we you go. Know, we, we just there's a big sort holes. of, yeah, well, there's many. <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's a there's a continuity thing that's another thing that gets me with the the movie there's a continuity thing where they cut to everyone eating the turkey um you know everyone's either throwing their turkey away or dipping it in the champagne and you see the salad the jello salad that's almost gone uh-huh. and then later they cut to clark finding the cat food in his mouth and the jello salad is only half empty <laughs> yes <laughs> Like continuity, please. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, some days the best takes are just oh well. What are you gonna do? <laughs> you know, I, I always find that scene funny because you can hear like there's a real. I mean, you can tell they brought up the sound a lot when yes. the sound design when they're they're you know they're scraping their their knives and forks on the plates. I mean, it's just those sounds are a lot more prominent than anything yes. else, uh, even the chewing sounds. So which. I mean, the I guess the artist had a day's work for that. Yes, for real. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, all right, I'm going to win best sound design this year. <laughs> so that always, every single time that makes me laugh. Just, you can hear the, yeah. you know, all that clanging, scraping. It's, <laughs> and of course we can't, we can't talk about National Lampoon's Christmas without the last sort of big food moment, which is Clark's bonus check. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Of course, he thinks he's getting a bonus check, as we know. <laughs> Quote, unquote, bonus check. Yeah. Yes. So. <laughs> the gift there's, uh, given. Yeah. 
So he's expecting a bonus check to put in a new swimming pool. Right. And instead of that, he gets <laughs> a membership to the Jelly of the Month Club. Yes. Which, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to getting. <laughs> you know, I think if it's between like a large chunk of change or a Jelly of the Month, I might go with the chunk of change. Yes. But if, if it was like a smaller, you know, check and then the Jelly of the Month Club, I, I think I'd be really happy with that. It must have been a pretty nice bonus check because if he's putting in a, a pool. swimming pool and having money left over to fly out. To fly everyone, yeah. It's like, so we're talking a good 10 grand or more? I would think so uh, <laughs> for what he does. And then, yeah. uh, and then they're adding, what, 20% to it? So it's going yeah. uh, <laughs> to be quite big. And so getting a Jelly of the Month Club would be, what, 100, 150 tops? Yeah, <laughs> something like that, yeah. I wouldn't go over 150. I mean, yeah. I, I really actually, nice jelly, really nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually curious to know what all of the jellies were. Well, funny you should say that because there's a company here in Ontario that has one. Really? Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know if you can see this. I can. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Jelly of the Month Club. Nice. <laughs> there's a company called RetroFestive.ca. Okay. And they make a jelly of the month club. It's all 12 jellies in one box. So you get just one. You don't get one every month. Right. Oh, which okay. Is more cost effective. Yeah. But they, they partnered up with a company in Ontario and they make all these great small little jars of jelly. Oh, look at that. That's cool. So what? you have, you have the, the traditional ones like, um, Strawberry jam, which jams and jellies. I guess if you want to be technical, it's jams and jellies because okay. all jellies would be a little bit harder. I guess. Can I can I ask the difference? As a, uh, I really don't know, what is the difference between a jam and a jelly? Oh, a jam and a jelly. Basically, a jam is jelly with seeds. Oh, okay. And the pulp, the pulp okay. of the fruit. And then preserves would actually have pieces of uh, the larger pieces and gotcha. plus peel and uh, probably a few other like herbs not or spices i should say added to it okay so, right on yeah sorry to put you on the spot but thank no, you no no worries i appreciate it i've always <laughs> wondered but i've never been curious enough to go look it up so <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this company makes uh like strawberry jam raspberry jam the usual ones like um but there's a nice plum jam in here Ooh, that sounds black good. currant uh black grape currant. jelly crab apple jelly so you could you know, be envious of the Griswolds and have your own jelly of the month. That's cool. <laughs> the uh, the plum jam would that be uh, good with maybe duck? Would that be or turkey? Well? <laughs> turkey? Well, in this case, yeah. <laughs> yes, plum plum is great. Plum is great with uh, uh, pork and pork. Yeah, yeah. The other white meat. <laughs> That's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, retrofestive.ca. The um, I'm doing a shameless plug on your show. That's okay. That, that, <laughs> that's fine. You can do it again at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I talked to uh, Tyler. He's the owner and operator of the company, and he said that uh, they they commission this for their company only. So oh, if wow. anyone wants to go to retrofestive.ca, unfortunately, they only ship in Canada. That is kind of a bummer, yeah. But if you have friends who can get it shipped to them and then they can mail it to you. <laughs> right on. Oh, and we'll, uh, we can post a link to that as well. Um, yeah. 
when this when this drops. Yeah. And he also said that um, in Canada, if you have an order over fifty dollars, you can use the coupon Fiverr to take five dollars off your order. Nice. So there you go. Right on. So guys, go visit. <laughs> Get yourself a Jelly of the Month Club. <laughs> jelly of the Month Club. Be the envy of your friends. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So that's uh. I think the last thing probably to mention with the uh, Christmas vacation meal is um, when they're chasing the squirrel and Clark is looking for Eddie because he usually eats those things. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so, yes, uh, that's true. I can say with you know all sincerity, squirrel has never been a part of our Christmas uh, dinner tradition. So, <laughs> uh, No, nor, nor have mine. Um, I've, I haven't had squirrel, I must admit. Yep. I've had rabbit but not squirrel rabbit. Yep. yep. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a place here uh, called twisted root burger company um, that, that has a great kangaroo burger. Nice. Um, yeah. So I've had was, root. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, vegetarians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and another thing, the eggnog in the lovely oh, the, moose, the moose right. uh, glasses. You can get those <laughs> moose glasses as well at festive.retrofestive.ca. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah and and which is a uh, great yeah uh, and i mentioned this last time but it's a great uh tie back to the very first one uh wally world because it's uh yes it's it's the it's wally the, world moose yeah yes so <laughs> yeah so that's really cool and this dinner i think of all the three that we're talking about i think this one is the most um no, no. Let me say it this way. It's the worst. It is. <laughs> it is the worst. It's. I mean, Kevin's is bad, but at least he kind of has a complete meal uh, at one point. So, and I, I think I honestly would take his meal on Christmas Eve over their meal any day, <laughs> even though I don't even know if he gets to eat it. But, uh, but let's go ahead. Yeah, and, I don't remember if he does. So yeah. So so um, Home Alone. Home Alone. Uh, 1990. We haven't done it on the show yet. That's coming up uh, in a couple of months, actually. But um, nice. uh, the whole premise is, you know, the little boy gets stuck home alone while his parents and whole family uh, are Go flying to Paris. To Paris. <laughs> and while he's there, some burglars uh, try to break in and he has to not only grow up and learn how to live, like yes. buy food and make food, but he also has to thwart them. And their attempts to break in, which he does successfully. <laughs> Directed by Chris Columbus. This is Chris Columbus. Yeah. That's, yes. And of course, music by John Williams, which is a amazing score. Yeah. What did he do again? I couldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a, you know, Some like a little, little space movie. little indie movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something about a shark. And uh, <laughs> I, I think there was a Wookiee. But, yeah. Um, but yeah. So. So, so one could argue that Home Alone is a pizza movie. It's definitely a pizza movie. And I like how they didn't want to like pay for Little Caesars. Yes. <laughs> so, so they just knocked it off as the created Little Nero's. <laughs> which, which if you read the history, it, he admitted it was a direct jab at Little Caesars. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. might as well. <laughs> you so. know. <laughs> and one little fun fact on the 20th anniversary in 19 or in uh, 2015 mm-hmm. Uber Eats delivered Little Nero's pizza to the Chicago area. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that is way awesome. Yeah. Little Nero's um <laughs> no fiddling around. Um 
So, yeah, the very first food we see is, of course, uh, the guy's there. He brings, uh, let's see, what is it? 12 pizzas. 12 pizzas 12 for pizzas. $12. No, 10 pizzas for $12. 10 pizzas for $12. Yeah, I, I always so, get that. Because uh, you owe the, he said you owe the driver $122 and in something and change. And then, so uh, of course, tip. the pizza guy is like, yeah, nice tip. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, but this kind of starts off the whole thing because there's not enough there's not enough cheese pizza. And of course, being the, you know, a young boy and not all kids are like this, but a lot of them do. Like my, my, my daughter right now is going through that where she only wants to eat cheese kind of a thing. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I, I can understand why he gets so upset. And of course, at this point he's been picked on already and Buzz has already kind of told him to get out and scared him to death with the story of old man Marley. Yep. So when he realizes that there is no cheese and then Buzz threatens to regurgitate some <laughs> for him. Like to any eat. big brother would do. Of course. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> classic. You can't blame Buzz for that. I no. Mean, <laughs> but, but he gets a good shove. He does. Yeah. And then of course the milk spills on the, uh, on one of the ticket or on all the tickets, they accidentally yeah, throw the one passports. of them away and the passport. Yeah. So it, it kind of, which is, is uh, another thing because they're, they're drinking the milk with the pizza, which my wife, of course, would be uh, appalled at all that dairy at one sitting. But uh, <laughs> I wonder if it was a bit like an homage because it was of, of this movie, of the three things we're talking about, this movie has the most product placement I've ever seen. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> like there's Pepsi, there's, um, was it the, it's like not Frito Lay, like Gator Chips or something. There was yeah, some, something like that. That he has. And and I remember um, if you've ever seen the movies that made us, it is a documentary that just came out on Netflix this past okay. year. This is one of the ones there's, they only did four and this is one of them that they talk about. And it's uh, they're talking about how originally it was going to be done at another studio. And eventually they just, they didn't, couldn't decide on a budget. So they were going to, after all this pre-production stuff, they were going to actually be shut down, but kind of mm-hmm. under the table, they were doing dealings with another studio. So right. when they decided to shut it down, uh, the other studio was like, no, no, we'll continue to fund it for this price. And it was like, they kind of lowballed and lowballed and lowballed as much as they could. So it makes sense that there would be a lot of product placement to kind of make up for that lack of revenue, lack of revenue. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I can see why, uh, why they did it, but <laughs> yes, you're, you're right. There's, there's tons of, uh, I mean, just all over the place and the toothbrush and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but, but let's, I mean, talk about the price. Uh, this is 1990. Yes. And it's $12 for a large pizza. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. Must be. Because if you go back, I was, I was, of course, researching for the show. <laughs> right. And an average pizza around there was probably like eight bucks. I wonder if it was a, and and I wonder if maybe because it's a certain style, you know how sometimes meat, meat lovers is sometimes more or veggie yeah. lovers, things like that. But Perhaps, then when he, when, when, uh, um, when he orders the pizza later, it's a cheese pizza for $12. For $12. That's right. eleven eighty. <laughs> that's right. Cause he just gives them the 12 and he's like, yeah. like cheapskate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was trying to think cause we never know what the family, like, what they do for a living, like what his, what his, the father's profession is. I don't know, but I, uh, he's, he may, must make some bank. If, yeah. Uh, major coin. <laughs> yeah. Because if he can find the kids, whole family, like eight kids, nine kids, 
something like that. And yeah. and Uncle and Frank even, Paris. Uncle Frank says, uh, "Your dad, your dad's paying good money for this." Yeah. <laughs> so, so if he can afford all of those, yeah, that's that's a big chunk of change right there. But it's filmed in uh, was it Winnetka, Illinois? I think so. Yeah, so it wasn't, that's where the town is supposed to be, and and according to the interweb because who doesn't believe the internet <laughs> <That's>, uh, yeah <laughs> when is i guess is one of the har- more affluent parts of illinois so maybe That's charging it. 12 bucks for a pizza is commonplace could be yeah <laughs> chicago style well that's uh it's chicago style is a deep dish right in yes generally? yeah but so, no one in chicago would eat that that's if true you're from chicago that's true only the tourists eat chicago style pizza <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Anyone who's listening from Chicago, write in and tell them that. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've only been once uh, and I had deep dish. Yeah. <laughs> of course. And it's funny because if you talk to anyone from Chicago, um, the way they cut their pizza is in squares. No one, you have to specifically ask for the triangle. Like, really? Like, and everyone gets. It's like party style. It's basically cut into squares. So the only problem with cutting in the squares, you you get that middle piece where it has no crust. Right. But mm-hmm. picky. That's being picky. <laughs> huh. That's really interesting because I've never, I mean, of course, I've seen it a, a few places, but it's not very popular uh, to cut it, at least down here, to cut it into squares. No, I, I mean, I used to work for uh, uh, a hospital catering company and we did it for the staff, but... Only because it's you get more pieces you get more, that way. Yeah, yeah, so, more slices makes sense. But then you get that you know sort of crusty side piece that is basically all crust. All crust. <laughs> There's always the one. Yeah, yeah. That's the downside to it. Which would be akin <laughs> to eating the dry turkey from the Griswolds. Uh, yeah, I yeah. <laughs> so we have the big family fight. Mm-hmm. All the pizza gets shoved to the side. The milk and Pepsi gets poured Spilled, all over the passports. Yeah. Um, and so chaos ensues. Everyone gets Kevin gets sent up to the to his room, and then everyone leaves. They leave, yeah. <laughs> and so he wakes up. He's all by himself. And this is when we get uh, we get a whole bunch of the uh, I'm eating junk and watching rubbish kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure any kid left alone would do that. Oh yeah, totally. Ice cream, candy, <laughs> cakes, whatever we had is and uh, is what we would eat. And for sure. I'd probably order pizza or, yeah. you know, if I want nowadays something. it's a heck of a lot easier to order a pizza than it was back then. Oh yeah. For real. You just, <laughs> I mean, as even if you just have your card, you know, just do it all yeah. in a click and you're pretty much done. Um, <laughs> of course we get that famous, uh, keep the change you filthy animal line yeah. when he's watching the angels with filthy souls, <laughs> which was made for the movie. It was, it was a movie. Which in is a movie. weird. You make a movie for another movie. Well, and again, I think it's because they didn't have a budget to actually have, you know, that kind of, uh, you know, the original movie which that it was based yes. on. But uh, I, I guess the one good thing about having a movie created for the movie is that you can put any dialogue you want into it. That's right. You can, so. and, you know, and you can tailor the look uh, exactly how you want it. You know, you can get those those real noir type shots. Of course, it's black and yeah. white, but but you can you can make it the atmosphere exactly what you want so exactly so that's a plus yeah and he uh, uh of course he's 
just on the couch with his big old spoon, you know, eating. Yes. <laughs> is it a, is it a Sunday? Is that he's actually eating? It's a big Sunday. It's a big Sunday. It's yeah. a big Sunday of like what twelve scoops of something ice cream, like all, that, all different flavors, with like a huge bottle of chocolate syrup, mm-hmm. a jar of maraschino cherries. Yeah. So I don't know how he didn't get an ice cream headache <laughs> eating that. But yeah. It's oh, another man. sort of throwback. When I was in my 20s, there was, uh, where I used to live, there was a ice cream parlor that we used to go to in the summer, and they had one called The Trough, and it was 21 scoops of ice cream. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, of course, you couldn't eat it by yourself. Of course, yeah. Well, yeah. You'd... You shouldn't eat it by yourself. That's probably what I should say. That yeah, I'm sure there are some people that uh, that downed one or two in their time. Uh, no, I yeah, I know, and and I was always a kid that I loved, I loved it so much that I would just eat as fast as I could. So of course yeah. I would always get the ice cream headache. Uh, where as some of my relatives would just sit there and you know their friends would just you know eat it nice and slow and savor every bite. And I mean in Texas, I mean you can't do that. It'll melt before you're yeah done, exactly. You know? <laughs> unless you're in air conditioning that's right and sometimes (laughs) even then you know (laughs) so you got to get through that thing as fast as you can um but before before he's eating this sunday he actually has to go out and get his own food which makes me wonder like he went to the supermarket and bought like a couple tv dinners right and a couple other things i'm like yes the family just left for a holiday but did they not have anything in the house he couldn't eat besides, you know, the mountain of ice cream? <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously, that, that that's a good point because, I mean, she even says, you know, I hope you're all drinking milk because I want to get rid of it. Yes. But, I mean, that's understandable. Milk, you know. Yeah, I mean, you don't that, go that, for that, a week holiday or two-week holiday. Yeah, right? exactly. But, I mean, you would think there would still be something in the freezer at least. Yeah. So, hmm. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know, guys. <laughs> I'll write to Mr. Columbus. What were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't write to John Hughes, unfortunately. No. <laughs> but, but, uh, but Kevin buys a, a mac and cheese dinner. Mac he and buys cheese. A turkey yep. dinner. Mm-hmm. And we see later that he has the mac and cheese for Christmas Eve. For Christmas Eve, yeah. So we're assuming he's having the turkey dinner for Christmas Day. Right. <laughs> I would. I would hope so, yeah. Yeah. And uh, as you look at the scene, it's like the most beautiful plate of mac and cheese you've ever, ever. seen. Yeah, I've never, <laughs> I've never ever seen a TV dinner style mac and cheese look like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's like totally homemade mac and cheese. There, yeah, like, styled got, by a twelve-year-old kid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Craft services came over, and, <laughs> and that's another thing. I mean. Doesn't I, I'm not going to say her parenting skills are bad, but don't these kids know how to make anything besides microwave dinners? Like, I mean, <laughs> think. the other ones probably did. You know, they were yeah. they packed their suitcases, they did all that, and and of course they they set it up where you know since he's the baby of of that side of the family, you know that the mom would always do everything for him. So sure. I guess it kind of makes sense that he just hasn't. No culinary skills. Yeah, at all. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and so they could be the you know the mom Catherine O'Hara just her last you know just clinging on to I have to do this for my baby yeah. kind of thing. I don't know, but <laughs> they can't grow up. They grow up so fast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
he does get uh, he does get some tic tacs from the the Santa. Yes, <laughs> that he goes to see. But I, again, I, I don't think that actually counts as a as a meal. No, unfortunately not. Yeah, it uh, those TV dinners. I mean, I remember when I was in college. You know, you're kind of like trying to scarf something down really quickly before your next class. Mm-hmm. And so I remember having a few of those and just you know putting them in the microwave and just eating them all out. You know, Three minutes that, uh, done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and then you can you can get on your bike and bike to class. So. Yeah, <laughs> not nowadays, but uh, <laughs> I can't do that now. <laughs> but but yeah, you know, I mean, I, I can understand uh, why he would want something like that because it's easy. It's just a plug and play kind of thing. And I know because having had a few of my time, I know that I mean they're just they're not like that. And so no, seeing exactly. it, seeing it, you know, and he had his utensils and it was not on his nice plate and everything. I mean, it just, that's not, I mean, that doesn't happen ever. <laughs> <laughs> Any kid worth his salt would just eat it out of the box. Exactly. Straight out of the microwave. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, he, I mean, is it, it is Christmas Eve though. He, he's probably trying to create a moment. He, yeah. It could you know, be. Because like, well, he's by himself. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, he does his little grace and he's thinking about his family. So. Yeah. The the family he wished away. Yes. <laughs> Although, you know, it is funny because uh, I know you'd be hungry. You'd have to eat, especially after setting up all those traps. Yeah. But would you really like have a sit down meal, you know, before like all this chaos is going to ensue? You know, the bad guys are coming. Yeah. Like, why would you just, just sit down and prepare yourself a meal and everything? I That part oh, always got me. Yeah. One little moment of normalcy before the chaos. <laughs> I guess so. But so was it uh Kevin McAllister is a Zen master. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. He brings in the Zen. There you go. Mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it uh not a lot. You're right. It really is just a pizza kind of movie. But it is. Uh, but at least there's, you know, at least pizza's pretty tasty compared to dry turkey. So I'll I'll take that, that is true. any day. And of course, we talked about that the infamous scene of the the pizza delivery. Uh, yes. <laughs> like okay, any like pizza delivery kid, what, 16, 17 years old making a few bucks for Christmas, mm-hmm. he's not going to care that this kid is by himself. No, no. He's going to say, "Just give me the money." Just give me the money, yeah. No let me do deal. my job. <laughs> You know, and yeah. I guess that that speaks to like the the naivete of of Kevin. You know, yes. he's, you know, just an eight year old boy doesn't really he doesn't know. He's just you know he thinks everybody's gonna get him or something. I don't know. But yeah, he thinks his his ruse is gonna be found out. He's gonna be left alone, he's, and he's, he's gonna, be, gonna be sent either yeah. to like child services or something, <laughs> which he should be. But yeah. you know, <laughs> that's that's a whole other conversation there. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, one last thing before we we move on to Garfield, because yeah. Garfield is amazing. But I always liked how when they're on the plane and they're drinking the champagne, and uh, <laughs> and then you know Frank is, is talking about putting all that stuff in in her purse. You know, he's trying to convince his wife to take the the crystal and and the silverware yeah, and I all mean, that stuff. <laughs> of course, like we said, we don't know how much money this man makes, but why would you need to steal the crystal? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know, but. I guess you're fru- if you're frugal, you're frugal for a reason. It could be, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't buy it. I don't know. Uh, I mean, obviously the the you know the dad, he obviously has the uh, you know the money. Yes. So I don't know. 
Uncle Frank. But, but anyway. <laughs> speaking with speaking about money or lack thereof, I mean Garfield's seems to be the this antithesis of either the Griswolds or the McAllisters. Ooh, good seg. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's very down home. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I I really enjoyed the Garfield special. And I remember we didn't always watch it every year because I think it was paired with the Charlie Brown, I want to say. Oh, okay. And well, it came out in 87. In 87, yeah. yeah. And And, you know, Charlie Brown, of course, has been played for, you know, couple of decades at that point yes but, which would make good business sense if you if you pair a new cartoon a christmas cartoon with a classic christmas cartoon oh yeah and they're going to stick around you see that all the time with new you know new pilots and stuff like that uh, yeah. they always add them like right after something that they know you're going to watch in one of their popular shows so again yeah it makes a lot of sense but this special i mean not only does it have like just a ton of uh as you know people like to say the christmas feels yes but uh, i mean it's just it's really well written (laughs) it is for like a 23 minute cartoon yeah it's it's super (laughs) short you know it just filled that 30 minute time slot with commercials so you yeah it comes out to like 22 23 minutes uh and right away we get into it where uh you know there's the uh the magic machine that uh, will grant you any wish. Yeah, uh, the Santa machine. <laughs> the Santa machine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great because, you know, Garfield, all, all his wishes. and. <laughs> well, before that, though, he's dreaming. Oh. He's dreaming of his of waking up and John has... Oh, and John has the lasagnas. lasagnas. The, yeah. His breakfast lasagnas. Bre- <laughs> as one should have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you know, it takes a long time to make a lasagna. <laughs> So I don't know. How As you many know, are... they're not Stouffer's, unfortunately. No, they're, they're... <laughs> no, they're definitely not. They're probably homemade. And uh, poor John, I mean, he's he's got to be just making these things forever, you know, yeah. for days. But yeah, so he wakes him up and he's literally just putting like a trail of breadcrumbs, except in this case, it's a trail oh, of lasagnas. <laughs> Garfield just scarfing him down to yeah. get to his uh, his magic, you know, Santa machine. But we realize that it's all a dream. It's all a dream. Yeah. There is no no Santa machine that will grant you any. I know. But I did love, uh, and I know this kind of takes us a little bit off topic of the food, but I loved how in the actual machine, Santa's hat would come down and like put, you know, just rest on the head of the whoever was sitting on it. And uh, <laughs> I wonder if J.K. Rowling got that idea. <laughs> for the sorting hat <laughs> the sorting hat there we go copyright infringement there there we go everybody <laughs> spread that around no uh <laughs> no don't don't spread that around no but, please uh, <laughs> but it's such a great uh i mean it really is such a great special especially food wise because not only do we have all the the lasagnas which if i mean i've never given our cat lasagna but, no, uh, I don't think dairy goes well with cats. Even I don't. Yeah, we, there's that myth that cats like milk. Love milk, yeah. People don't give dairy to your cat if they're a grown cat, <laughs> <laughs> unless they're orange and their name is Garfield yeah, and exactly. they're fictional, fictional. <laughs> <laughs> completely fictional. Yeah, then go ahead. Yeah, so we've never given uh, obviously lasagna to our cat, but uh, I, I just love how how Garfield, you know, he, I mean, he really. We'll just eat just about anything, you know. He's just yes, like, as we great. find out later. Yes, that's, <laughs> we do, because the grandma is giving him uh, yeah a lot of her stuff. The treats under the table, 
I mean, uh, we had a dog when I was a kid. We have a dog now, and um, it's very tempting just to let the dog have a little nibble. Yes, yeah. We were guilty of that uh, growing up. We had a, a little chihuahua, and uh, we were really guilty with him. We learned our lesson later, but with him, we, yeah, we we always did that. <laughs> and uh, so, especially if we were eating pizza, we would uh, sometimes give him the crust and call it the oh. pizza bones, which you know we probably shouldn't have been doing, but uh, we were, we didn't know any better at the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so that was that was probably not a good idea, but. Uh, but Hold he on. loved the pizza bones. So. Yes. <laughs> so John packs up the family, Odie and Garfield, and goes to Christmas for his parents and his grandmother. Yes. And, and his brother. A, he grew up on a farm. Um, yeah. Which, which I, I, very strange. I didn't remember that at all. <laughs> watching it again. I mean, because it's been, I mean, I don't think I've seen this one since like the early 90s. So it's been, you know, a good, you know, 15 to 20 years. and. Uh, I completely forgot that it was set on a farm, but I love how all his family and friends are, you know, talking to him as if he's a city slicker now and you know, he, yeah, he's gone he's soft. And <laughs> <laughs> Doc boy is the man of the house. Doc boy. Yeah. His little brother, <laughs> yeah. his little brother, which was actually uh, based on, on the, uh, the author's real Jim Davis's real little brother. They used to call him Doc boy. Oh really? So, okay. So it is semi autobiographical of a special. He he did kind of grow up on in that more of a rural kind of area, which I thought was really neat because you know when you really grow with it. I mean, they say you know write what you know, and so exactly in this case, and I think that's what really makes it special. He said, um, I remember reading that it was actually uh, everything in it except grandma, and you know that whole subplot, which was just added yeah. for for the emotional impact. It all really happened, and so he would go back and things like that, but. Uh, uh, and grandma just, was voiced by pat carroll oh yeah, yeah yeah and she does the voice of ursula in the little mermaid yes which so, you know i remember um i remember thinking she sounded familiar yeah uh, after the little mermaid came out and i was like why do i know this voice <laughs> christmas uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it all comes back to Christmas, which is a, it's another interesting thing because, um, Garfield, of course, voiced by Lorenzo music, yes. who, uh, also did the voice of, uh, Peter Venkman in the real Ghostbusters cartoon. And of course, Peter Venkman was oh, played yes. by Bill Murray. Now, later on for the live action Garfield movies, they got Bill Murray, Bill Murray. <laughs> to actually do Garfield. So they kind of like switched roles there for a bit, which, <laughs> which is a, just a cool little factoid that I really enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately the movie is not that good <laughs> yeah yeah i, I mean that usually i mean that does happen you know the smurfs <laughs> the smurfs movie was terrible anytime you get that kind of thing uh the script has to be like just right yeah and, and uh you have to have the correct director otherwise it just it i mean they never work the chipmunks one was not very good uh, you no. know of course garfield not very good and, I think there's just something about the cartoon medium that lends itself to the fantasy much more than live action, even with CG and stuff like that. It just, it's not the same. And, and they bring back grandma for the Thanksgiving special as well. Oh, right. So she comes in and saves the day by cooking the Thanksgiving meal. And so John can have a date with the veterinarian. Oh yeah. He wants, but that's what grandma's always, in a long time. grandma's always there to save the day. <laughs> yes. Well, and, and I like how they set up right away. There's kind of like a little uh, a little rivalry 
between grandma and John's mom about uh, yes. the cooking. So, yes. so we even see her, you know, she's, she's kind of checking out the sausage gravy and she's about to spike it with some chili powder when, <laughs> when his mom walks in and, uh, you know, kind of calls her on it. She's like, no, no, I wasn't going to do it. And then of course the mom leaves and yeah. grandma's like, well, I only did win, you know, first prize in the, <laughs> in the gravy the blue cook-off. ribbon blue ribbon yeah the blue yes. ribbon in the gravy cook-off and <laughs> the green county country was it the green green county gravy champion gravy champion yeah that's it. <laughs> and uh, which I, I probably does exist like there's I'm sure in a bake-off or a cook-off or something i'm sure it's, be a gravy cook-off somewhere. it's got to be yeah you know there's <laughs> i mean we have chili cook-offs here you know that's like the big thing and, and of course brisket you know like pitmaster thing so of course yeah. I, I can imagine those areas that there'd definitely be some sort of gravy contest it's only it only seems natural <laughs> and i must admit i do like a sausage gravy yeah i've been i <laughs> it really makes me want to like try grandma's recipe which yeah. is a, a shame that you know there's no actual grandma's recipe because <laughs> a I, few a few years ago we were down in nashville and we had the sausage and gravy biscuits it was so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while since, uh, <laughs> since I've had it. Cause it's not really like a part of our, uh, of our upbringing. Yeah. So I didn't really, I didn't actually have it until, um, Ooh, I think I was like 27, 27 or 28. And, um, and I, I moved up here to the Dallas area and it was like this church, uh, like retreat that I was on and, and they catered at, uh, for breakfast one morning. And, it was good. I got to say yeah. it was very good. So, <laughs> so grandma <laughs> knows what she's doing. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I'm really interested. I mean, it didn't have chili powder, which is kind of a shame, but because uh, <laughs> now I really want it with the chili powder and <laughs> exactly and all that. But uh, And then Garfield has a little taste afterwards and you see the steam coming out of his ears and yep. his face goes red. <laughs> the classic. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. I mean, I like a spicy, a spicy chicken wing. So yeah. You know, same here. Yeah. I, it'll I make love me like tears coming down my face and I'm like, this is great. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> uh, on our honeymoon, we went to uh, St. Thomas and I remember one of the, uh, one of the things I had was some habanero pineapple chicken wings. Oh, yummy. And they were delicious, but I remember just, you know, sweat kind of dripping down <laughs> my forehead and yeah. <laughs> my bride, my beautiful bride just looking at me like, eh, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Where's the milk? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but their dinner, they have like a nice spread. Uh, yeah, for this similar Christmas to food. the Griswolds. Yes, uh, they have a huge table covered with food. Everything looks beautiful. I love how he 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 says pass the potatoes, and then she asks him like, what kind? You know, there's like a boiled mashed uh i forgot scalloped whip scalloped whip that's the one yeah 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 <laughs> scalloped i mean it's just that seems like a very a very country thing you know your meat and potatoes and of course you got to have it all in different kinds i mean yeah growing up i know we would usually have um of course there would be mashed potatoes but then there was a baked potato and uh usually sweet a scalloped potato? potato as well sweet potato sometimes yeah so, and but that was usually a we usually actually have more yams, the candied yams as part of oh, our. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there was just, it was, there was something that I just immediately, I connected with like, yes, you got to have all those different kinds. 
then the then, same thing with the pies as well. Yes. <laughs> and I, I actually I actually rewound rewound it a couple times and wrote down they got apple, peach, pumpkin, blueberry, cherry, and banana cream. <laughs> like, oh, man. I I I would say I don't know if it's a culture thing because you can't go to Christmas dinner and go away hungry. Definitely. Yeah. So maybe like if I went to a dinner, I would always make sure my guests had enough. Yes. And so I always make more than what anyone would eat in a, in a sensible dinner. Right. Right. So you have leftovers for days. We're eating turkey sandwiches for days. For days. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's, so, it's funny though, because there's, it's really only five people. Yes. And uh, <laughs> she made six pies, six, and yes. five different types of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, it just <laughs> seems it it it, it's, it seems excessive. But you're right. I mean, and my mom is is the first one to tell you that she would much rather have too much than you know not enough. Exactly. Uh, so anytime we're planning like a a party for you know a birthday or or a baptism or whatever uh you know or retirement anything it's it's like always she makes like a million pounds of potato salad and uh of course people love it so it, it, there's there's rarely any left over but you know i mean there's just you know so many pounds of rice so many pounds of beans i mean there's all this fajitas and brisket and all that you know good barbecue stuff just forever and ever and ever and uh so yeah she's i mean this is this is the exact epitome of like you know, rather have too much. <laughs> <But that's, laughs> that seems to be the history of, of the holidays anyway. So, so when Christmas comes around, we always seem to overindulge a little bit. Yeah. So this show and the National Lampoons just mirrors what everybody in the household is doing. Yeah. So we're, we've been growing up with a culture where, where we wouldn't know back in the day, we wouldn't know where our next meal would come from because we're surviving the winter. Right. So eat now, fill your belly, have plenty of food because you may not have it in a you month. Might have, you might have to <laughs> tighten your belt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> oh, just a little Lord of the Rings there. Just tighten <laughs> keep, keep going. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's, and uh, I mean, we have, we now have a, a um, a culture where we can get food 24 mm-hmm. seven. We don't have that sort of hunt and, and kill and, um, you know, prepare and all that stuff where we don't know where our food's going to be right next week for most of us. And even on, you know, even on Christmas. Uh, so you see in like, yeah, I mean, even in movies, this it's kind of pervaded where like, if something goes wrong, they can go to a Chinese restaurant, like in uh, yes. a Christmas story. Or they can uh, they can go to what is it Denny's or you know like in um, uh, the Santa Claus you know when yeah. he when he burns his turkey I mean there's there's you're right it's just it's all available so just in case something happens you're set you know yeah and it really is just on a whim you can go which in is kind of neat yeah. In case you have a dry bird, you can eat the platter, <laughs> or the, the bar cart full of desserts behind you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I mean, croquembouche, that's uh, that's fancy there. That's, that's labor intensive. That, that, I've made croquembouche and it's not, not easy. It's no, it's really difficult. <laughs> I mean, that's why you see it on these uh, baking challenges and all those, you know, like Food Network shows. And, yes. Uh, 
I mean, it really is a, a, a difficult thing to master, especially if you're going to do any, you know, a patashu with like any real depth to it, you know? I, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's anyway, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so of course Garfield gets fed under the table by grandma yes. so, to the point that when John actually offers him food, <laughs> He refuses. He refuses. He's Which so is unheard of for Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> and and yet you can see the surprise in John's face. I mean, it's just... Yes. <laughs> it's great. But, uh, yeah, I think out of all those three meals, this is definitely the most successful. And uh, it seems, while they all kind of had a bit of love and, and family and joy to it, uh, this one just really, I think, had the most. Yeah, that's the thing the thing that blends all three. Um, even though there's a bit of chaos for the whole family, there's you know, there's some play fighting with Doc Boy and John. And John, yeah. But everyone still gets together for the holidays. Everyone still loves each other. Mm-hmm. And the I mean, that's what Clark was trying to trying to have. He was have having a family moment. Because yep. there was that right at the beginning when they find the tree, going back to the Christmas vacation, there's that quote he says to um, his wife, the most enduring traditions of the season are best enjoyed by the warmth embrace of kith and kin. Mm-hmm. And that that's what he's searching for for the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, it's funny that uh, the, the simplicity of, uh, of John and, and his family, I mean, they, they get it, you know? Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they have the big family meal. They meet, they, you know, meet afterwards by a big roaring fire and a nice tree and they just share stories and memories and they enjoy each other's company. Yep. And that's all that Kevin wants too. Yeah. Yeah. Especially at that point. You know, yeah. At the end point, he wants to be back with his family. And if you have time, Uncle Frank too. (laughs) 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 Oh man. (laughs) So um, I have to ask. What would you say, uh, and you can pick, you can either use all three or you can pick one, but what would you say is your hap, hap, happiest moment of these uh, specials here? Um, food related? Yes. I think the food, I think the hap, hap, happiest moment would be the meal with their Arbuckles. Yeah. So even though Doc Boy kind of steals the spotlight by doing the grace, <laughs> Yeah, well, it, was, yeah. <laughs> it, it seems to be to me it, it encompasses sort of the the true sort of Christmas get together with family over me over food. Mm-hmm. So that's like you like we said at the beginning. That's sort of the true Christmas message. Yeah, and I I, I completely agree. And <laughs> uh, speaking of the grace, uh, I just I do find it funny how he's like I don't know what to say, and, and you know yeah. Grandma like you know, hits him on the head and then all of a yeah. sudden he starts going and then he really starts going and <laughs> standing <she> up. <laughs> so I always thought that was a, that was a, a good bit there, but uh. <laughs> which is similar to the Griswolds because Aunt Bethany says <laughs> grace and then Clark or Eddie stands up. <laughs> I, I pledge allegiance to the flag. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh man! So now we come to my favorite part of the uh, of the episode, which I like to call "Gag Me with the Spoon." <laughs> so this is where we do our uh, best impression of our least favorite part of the uh, specials, and you can take your pick, whichever one you want to do. 
uh, unless you want to do all three. I don't have quotes oh for all three, but no. I can look it up. Okay, good. Okay, good. I was hoping you could say that. Um, so I'll let you, uh, as a guest, I'll let you go first. Just kind of set up the scene for us, and then you can go. And the winner, um, excuse me, the uh, listeners will vote on who has the best worst impression. And um, the winner will get a totally rad Christmas sticker, unless I win, in which case I get a big fat nothing. <laughs> so uh, go, go ahead and, and you can uh, set it up for us. <laughs> um, okay. I'll, I'll, of the three, the worst is the pizza delivery scene <laughs> for me. Yeah. Because okay. I think it's a big cop out. I think that Kevin just could have, it, of course it wouldn't have worked sort of cinematically, well, yeah. but Kevin could have just give the, the, the kid the 12 bucks you know, he would have had a griping moment. It's like, you know, thanks for the tip. But the, you know, there's the movie playing in the background. So what's what's the quote? Keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> Cheapskate. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, it's so good. It's so good. No, that was good. Uh, so mine, I also went with Home Alone. Yeah. Uh, but I actually, something about the way Kevin delivers this line just always bugs me. Uh, and I know it's great and I love it, but it just, it always kind of got to me. So it's when he's sitting, uh, about to eat the microwave dinner, the, the macaroni and he says, uh, <clears throat> let's see, bless this highly nutritious microwavable macaroni and cheese dinner and the people who sold it on sale. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, uh, cause okay. Highly nutritious. Well, I doubt yeah, it. <laughs> questionable. Uh, probably tons of sodium, but <laughs> yeah, ninety nine cents. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So okay, I have to ask the uh, the GI Joes uh, taught us that knowing is half the battle. What would you say is the other half? Uh, knowing is half the battle, but understanding that not everything will go perfectly. Wow. <laughs> no, that's that's very that's enjoying the moment. That's the thing. Enjoying the moment of Christmas. Enjoying it with your family. Enjoying the food. Enjoying the the com- companionship. It's it's way better than mine. <laughs> but, <laughs> so if knowing is half the battle, the other half is that uh, you have to drive to the country farm to get the best Christmas meal. <laughs> <laughs> true. True. <laughs> it seems like. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, so we're going to head on over really quickly to our chatting with the little segment. Hi, welcome back to another segment of chatting with the littles. I'm here with little number one, my eight-year-old daughter. <laughs> How are you doing? Good. So we're talking about Christmas foods today. What's your favorite food to eat at Christmas time? Christmas cookies. M&M's and chocolate chip together. Mm. Ooh, that sounds delicious. What about uh, anything to drink? Uh, Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid, not hot chocolate? No. Okay, well, it's my, too hot. my favorite is hot chocolate. Mine's Kool-Aid. And when it comes to a big Christmas dinner, what's your favorite thing to eat? Tamales. <laughs> the tamales. Yeah, we do love some tamales, especially with our turkey, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't really like it. Well, that's okay. You don't have to like turkey. But anyway, I think on that note, we will get back to our regularly scheduled program. Mm -hmm. So, Glenn, uh, what do you want to plug? 
Well, I plug my podcast, of course. Yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> so uh, I've started a podcast called Seasons Eatings. It all delves into the history and the origins of our favorite Christmas foods. So I've had a couple episodes come out. Um, I'm going to be doing a little surprise for the burns coming up. I'm going to okay. be putting in a little extra bonus episode each month. But oh, I'm going nice. to be doing Seasons Eatings side dishes. Oh, so I like that. Of the food that focuses on the main. I'm going to be concentrating a little bit on the side dishes for a supporting role. So nice. Yeah, uh, and I I got to say I loved your uh, figgy pudding episode. It's, it's thank you. It's very great. So yes, check out uh, Seasons Eatings. It's it's really good, and I know you'll enjoy it. It's really cool to get into the history of things and um, and you know just see where all our favorite holiday foods come from. So yes, yeah, so you can find Seasons Eatings on Stitcher, uh, Spotify. Um, I'm working on Apple Podcasts and Google. Okay. So, yep. Um, Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash Seasons Eatings Podcast. And you can email me if you like, Seasons Eatings Podcast at gmail.com. And if you have questions about Christmas food or comments that something you want to hear about, I'd love to hear from everybody. Very cool. And uh, I think you even have a Facebook group, don't you? Yes. Also, Seasons Eatings Podcast. So if you go to the Seasons Eatings page, you can sign up for the group. And on Instagram at Seasons Eatings Pod. Right on. <laughs> also, uh, don't forget the Jelly of the Month Club. Uh, <laughs> Please, if you're in Canada, check out retrofestive.ca. They have a huge supply of all these great retro Christmas stuff. You can get your own Jelly of the Month Club. You can get the Griswold's uh, Moose Mug. You can get so many different great things from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Buttons, clothing, puzzles. You name it. If it's retro, it's at retrofestive.ca. Cool. Well, with that, I'm going to say, first of all, thank you so much for coming on and talking all these specials and movies with me. Uh, I had a lot of fun and I learned a lot too, which is always, always a pleasure for me. <laughs> I love learning. So uh, that was really cool. Cool. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. Anytime you want to come back, we can uh, get into some other great holiday meals <laughs> or anything yes. else you want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I will end it by saying, it's the Christmas star, and that's all that matters tonight. It's not the giving, it's not the getting, it's the loving. So, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. <laughs> and you can find <laughs> us, as always, on our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're feeling like the man of the house during a fun old-fashioned family Christmas on a farm, <laughs> leave us a review on iTunes. Not only does it help us reach more people, but you also get a free sticker as well. So don't forget to vote. And I'm going to say later dudes. What did you want to say? It's challenge time people. Challenge time. The challenge is to make a little toy of the Christmas cookies that you like to eat and you can play with it. Oh, that's a good one. How about they just make some Christmas cookies? A toy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, you heard it. You heard it here, folks. Uh, she wants you to make a toy or replica of Christmas cookies you that can you can play with. Play or anything. I think you should just make some Christmas cookies. And on that note, we're going to say. <laughs> Do it at my idea. We're going to say. Later, dudes.